Hi there, huddlers. Thanks for your time. I appreciate the chance to spend time with you today. So today we're talking about uh, mental compulsions and how they function like behavior. The nature of obsessive thoughts is that they're unwanted and intrusive. They arrive with a spike of anxiety or uncertainty and the urge to do something that makes them stop. Behavior that you feel compelled to perform against your conscious wishes with the sole intention of ending a thought, feeling, or sensation is a compulsion. Let's discuss the nature of compulsions in greater detail so we have shared language to understand mental compulsions. Here's first a list of common physical compulsions. Excessive hand washing or bathing, checking locks or appliances, checking that you haven't made a mistake, checking that you did or will not harm yourself or others, checking your body for sensations or your mind for thoughts and feelings, rereading or rewriting, repeating routine tasks like moving a chair up and down, counting, excessive list making, needing to tell, ask, or confess what you're thinking, needing to tap or touch, or needing to arrange or order objects. Hand washing and all other behaviors listed above becomes excessive and problematic when the function of the behavior transitions from problem solving to anxiety reduction. When your hands are visibly dirty or your body is sweaty and smelly, washing is problem solving. When you have the thought that you're contaminated and the feeling of anxiety and you feel compelled to wash until the anxiety is gone, washing is a compulsion. Some people follow rules like, it's okay for me to stop washing after I repeat my ritual three times or after a certain amount of time. Other people wait for the just right feeling to stop washing. Many people who engage in compulsive behavior have rules for some situations and use their feelings as criteria to stop in other situations. Here are some common misunderstandings about obsessions and compulsions. My, the first question is, how do I know if I'm having an unwanted thought? If you have been stuck in a particular content for a really long time, you may feel confused by the unwanted part of the definition of an obsession. For instance, those suffering from OCD with sexual orientation content might think, how do I know if this is unwanted? What if I wanna be having this sexual thought? And that's why it's so frequent. This can make it challenging to take the leap of faith and label the thinking pattern as OCD. If you are stuck wondering whether or not your thought is unwanted and what it means about you if the thought is or isn't unwanted, try asking yourself, did I choose to think about this? If I could think about literally anything else in the world right now, would I redirect, what, would I direct my attention at this? Would I purposely choose to talk about it and Google this rather than all other things that interest me? If your answer is no, you wouldn't choose to think about it, then you are suffering from unwanted thoughts. Everybody sometimes has unwanted thoughts, but not everyone has unwanted thoughts that trigger anxious sensations, create preoccupation, steal away your time and energy, and compel you to act in ways to make the thoughts go away. It's really challenging to get out of a mental trap like this. I hope you don't feel self-pity about it, but rather you do feel self-compassion about suffering in this specific way. Next thing, the next um, misunderstanding to discuss is what's problematic about rule-based or feeling-based compulsive behavior. We talk a lot about flexible behavior in huddle.care. People who don't engage in compulsive behavior have flexible behavior in the sense that the function of their behaviors are problem solving and the solution is different every time. As an example, in some bathrooms you have access to soap and paper towels. At other times you don't. Um, can you problem solve this with whatever the solution calls for and redirect your attention to the present moment if you aren't able to use your rules for getting clean? The problem with using rules or just right feelings to make decisions is that unless you rigidly narrow your life options, you will face situations where your rules don't apply or your just right feelings feel more and more elusive. 
you also miss out on the opportunity to become confident in yourself and your ability to adaptively problem solve if you're drawing your sense of security from rules. The next question is, what's the difference between compulsive feeling-based behavior and intuition? Some people believe strongly in making decisions based on feelings and intuition and don't like the idea of giving up feeling-based decisions. The problematic form of feeling-based decisions is when you're rigidly trying to achieve a certain feeling state, specifically the certainty feeling state. When you're open and accepting to all feeling states, then your feelings can actually be data and you can make intuitive decisions based on the information you receive from your feelings. For instance, if you befriend the feeling of anger without judging, resisting, or fueling it, the feeling of anger can give you important data about your environment and your relationships. If you're trying to control your behavior to achieve certain feeling states and calling that intuition, it will be hard for you to develop deep confidence in your ability to respond well to all feeling states. The next question is, what's the difference between addictive behavior and compulsive behavior? Compulsive behavior is differentiated from addictive behavior per usual based on its function. Addictive behavior may also eliminate or reduce feelings or sensations, but its primary function is to achieve the state to which you are addicted. Just like compulsive behavior, addictive behavior is defined by impairment or distress. Washing your hands is workable until your hands are dry and sore and you're late for other commitments because of it. Eating sugar or drinking alcohol can also be workable behaviors until they're not. In both compulsive behavior and addictive behavior cycles, you will feel an urge to engage in the behavior. When you have an addictive urge, you typically want to engage in the behavior, although you might not want the consequences of that behavior. For example, you want that drink or that cigarette, but you don't want the health or the social consequences of the drinking and the smoking. Comparatively, when you have the urge to compulse, you don't want to engage in the compulsion. You feel compelled to either out of fear of the potential consequences of not compulsing or because the anxiety you have if you don't compulse. The next question to review is what do we mean by flexible and adaptive problem solving rather than compulsing? How do you know when to stop washing your hands? Stop, um, if you stop washing your hands when your hands aren't dirty as a opposed to when the anxiety is gone, or after you've uh, followed your rule, um, then you're on the right track. Fear of contamination is an easy example to explain. Can you see the parallels to other content areas, like fear of harm to self or others, or perfectionism about performance, emotions, relationships, or life choices? In all cases, we're trying to problem solve rather than reduce anxiety. How do you know whether uh, you have made a mistake or hurt someone? Well? well did you hurt someone? Make a decision about this question and live in it, rather than replaying it until you have certainty. In group, I asked everyone about this one, including those that don't have OCD about it. How do you know that you won't hurt, hurt a kid is the question. Think about your answer for a second. Your answer, like everyone else who doesn't purposely hurt kids, is I don't know. You, you just don't fear and resist the fact that you don't know. And in turn, your body doesn't give you the feeling of uncertainty. You feel like you know only because you don't resist, again, feeling like you don't know. You don't resist against the feeling like you don't know. How do you know whether you're spending your time, energy, and resources correctly or with the right person or people? First off, this isn't an answer uh, that you can get a right answer to. Second, 
any answer can be workable. If you're willing to accept your actual life choices in the presence of uncertainty, then you'll notice that you have many opportunities for happiness. When you give yourself permission to be present in your actual life, rather than just trying, than constantly trying to figure out what the right decision is, you will find again that many different things are workable. So let's talk more about mental compulsions. Now that we're on the same page about compulsions overall, a mental compulsion is a compulsive thought pattern that you feel compelled to engage in with the function of reducing your anxiety or uncertainty, just like physically counting or checking. The texture of the mental compulsion is uncomfortable, sticky, and anxiety provoking. You don't really get to choose to think like this, although it may feel like you want to keep doing it because of how you'll feel if you don't do it. It's different than worrying, where you're more likely to notice what if thinking about the future, and it's different than ruminating, where you'll notice negative self-beliefs, self-criticism, guilt, and shame. When people who engage in mental compulsions describe their experience, it sounds like this. I'm afraid of this very specific possibility, and I, I'm going to think about it in a really specific way to make my fear and my uncertainty go away. If you mentally compulse a lot, you probably have rules for it uh, to cut it short. An example is replaying your drive or some other experience quickly and in a certain way to get the feeling of certainty that you didn't hurt anyone. Even if this doesn't take up a lot of time or energy, every time you engage in this type of compulsive thinking, you miss an opportunity for more flexible problem solving and you miss an opportunity for an increase in self-confidence. Plus, you reinforce the idea that you have to think about it in this very, um, you have to think about situations like this similarly in the future. To overcome it, go back to the basics with exposure and response prevention. Once you figure out what triggers your mental compulsions, you want to expose yourself to the trigger on purpose and then specifically refrain from your mental compulsion by redirecting your attention. If it feels anxiety provoking to distract yourself from your mental compulsion, you're doing the exposure correctly. In community time this week, we'll discuss examples of mental compulsions and how to design exposure and response prevention strategy to overcome it. Can't wait to see you.